Dave, and I'm joined by Michael. How's it going, Dave? Did you learn the lyrics to the Kingdom Hearts song like you were supposed to? Sure. You did? Okay, good. I'm not going to test you. I'm going to believe you. <laughs> I have faith in you. I did see that game was on sale, like, or something. I was like, huh, there's some sale that Wario was talking about Kingdom Hearts this week. Most likely, he was talking about the pre-orders for the Sora Amiibos. Ah, I feel like there was something else that goes on, or Epic had it on sale or something. Okay, yeah, because, like, for the most part, it's all a bit about that Sora Amiibo. And let me tell you, I have some friends that are like, I can't wait for that Amiibo to go live. I'm going to get that pre-order. And I'm like, cool, here are the tools you need to get that pre-order, which is usually just follow Warrior, War- Wario, cheap-ass gamer, and mm-hmm. maybe two or three Amiibo alert Twitter accounts. Mm-hmm. And none of these sons of bitches were able to get their, their, their pre-orders in for it. And luckily they have me because I got five fucking pre-orders in. And I'm going to s- give them these Soras. The fee. <laughs> no, I'm going to do face value. Okay. I could, because the amiibo market is so stupid, make a killing financially. But because I'm a good person, I saw it like available I'm, though later or a couple of days later though. Still, I, it I was still like, going in and out of stock okay, like crazy. Yeah. Uh, like, I didn't get any text message from you or Discord message from you to be need like, "Hey, you because yeah, I got five. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, like, all right, he must be because Angela saw it, and I'm like, I don't know, just grab it, and if Michael doesn't want it, we'll cancel it or whatever. And she's, I think she went to go do it, and she's like, "Oh, he tweeted, he got it." And I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I I ended up getting some pre-orders from like uh, two different websites just because I was like. I, I fucked up and I did a pre-order for two for one website and I was like, what if they cancel it? Because like, what if they just didn't put that there's a limit of one? So then I got two from another website because I broke that first rule. Uh, and then at a certain point, I realized all my friends failed at pre-ordering Sora's. So now I, I, I've my army of Sora's will be depleted after day one. I was looking mm-hmm. forward to having like several different Sora's uh, just, you know, come into my mail. But now I'm going to have to give them right. all away uh to people at face value plus tax <laughs> um but yeah i got my sora pre-ordered looking forward to it when does that come out february 16th i believe okay. yeah, uh, and, <laughs> and i don't like i wanted to one to take out of the box one to keep in the box because i'm a weirdo and yeah. n- now i'm just gonna have one and then the other ones i'm gonna have to find homes for because people can't fucking use the internet yeah but i mean i guess positive is if you can't find a home for it you could totally flip it <laughs> I, I i could if i didn't already just you know uh promise you know right you know it's just like be like hey i'm gonna give you this uh sora for face value and you must cherish it and hold it for the rest of your life <laughs> if i find out that you flip this Sora, i'm gonna be very upset yeah uh, but yeah, that that was the highlight of my week, Dave, is getting some Sora Amiibos. I don't even fucking play Smash. <laughs> <laughs> I just like Kingdom so, Hearts. Owen discovered Amiibos. Like, he's always known about them, but he kind of discovered them mainly with Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild. So I had a couple that I think were given to me. Um, and then I also, I'm you know, like, as most of you know, I'm just a big Zelda nerd. So, like, for the most part, like, I get the, I got a lot of the Amiibos just to have them. 
like in terms of like a collectible thing and for them because i think they look cool like the bird from skyward sword like it looks cool and like link and zelda and ganon um i just think they like the detail on the amiibos themselves is cool but then owen found out that you can get like cosmetic stuff in tears of the kingdom with them and they all got opened (laughs) yeah well i that's the thing i'm kind of excited for Sora to come out is this to see what he might be able to unlock in some random games because nintendo's really good at like having them do something yeah because i only own two right now i own sephiroth and i own majora's mask link uh-huh. those are the only two i have they're still in the box uh because they actually look nice in the packaging so mm-hmm. it's not just like because i'm gonna resell them it's just like they actually yeah. look really nice and they in stand the up they can move around easily you don't yeah. have to worry about them falling over they're cleaning protected. the dust is so <laughs> yeah. much easier when it's a square <laughs> yeah. as opposed to the little details yeah. uh but yeah the sora one i'm, I'm excited for and because i i have a big kingdom hearts collection or me and sarah have a kingdom hearts collection i should say uh because most of it's her kingdom hearts stuff yeah. uh but yeah dave that that was my week that that is as excited as i was for video games uh this yeah. week even though there was a game awards <laughs> that happened we'll talk about later yeah so on that note um if you're still listening after this little ramble uh, so we are digital days gaming we are a weekly podcast that posts thursday morning 6 a.m eastern time on podcast services um if you could leave us a review uh that is always helpful a review with words is even more helpful so more people can discover the show and it can move up and down the algorithms um we also live stream on twitch and youtube uh twitch.tv slash digital days gaming youtube.com slash digital days gaming uh both of those you can subscribe or follow for free um you can subscribe on youtube for free you can follow on twitch for free uh, we are a twitch affiliate so you can subscribe on twitch for like five bucks a month 5.99 a month i believe it is or if you link your twitch account and your amazon prime account um you get prime gaming and you get a free subscription to a streamer of your choice that does not auto renew so please consider just checking that every once in a while to make sure you're subscribed as an example mine expires in two days here so and i and you know typically i'll remember to auto renew it like during the show or when i'm down here streaming or something so um but yeah following on twitch and subscribing on youtube are both free uh, and then um, the, just leaving comments or like however you um, listen to the show, anything that you can do to help share that is is helpful. Um, everything else is linked in the show notes. Our Discord is linked in the show notes. Facebook group is there. Um, and uh, just a link to our website that has more directions for prior episodes or um, other ways that you can contact us if necessary. So you can check all that out at digitaldaysgaming.com. And we're going to jump right into the news. Yeah, uh, so this one's going to be brief. It's one of those things that we knew was coming. Uh, E3 is dead, Dave. Uh, This was a story that the ESA just kind of just tweeted out two sentences saying goodbye to E3. Uh, Not much detail was given other than uh, saying goodbye, thanks for the memories. Very cold (laughs) goodbye from the ESA after what is it, three years of trying to get E3 off the ground again after uh, the pandemic happened. Um, The industry seemed more saddened by that than the actual company that runs it. Uh, So yeah, E3 is no more. And I guess now we wait for Keeley's next move. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't think it's a big surprise. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it's a big surprise. I think it was kind of one of those things where as corny as it sounds like when you say something like this is the way we've always done it is is like one of the most dangerous phrases in any kind of business or development or any kind of thing like oh we've just like we're gonna do that again why because we've always done it and that's how we always do it and i think their lack of evolving hurt them over time 
um, the pandemic just it, it, it tremendously sped up their lack of their lack of um, evolving, um, mm-hmm. and then it also forced developers to evolve faster than they intended to because they had no choice. Um, and then the what the developers and the publishers saw in terms of the return on investment side was substantially better than doing anything in Los Angeles. Um, and I think that's the bottom line. They get to dictate their own cadence. They get to dictate what they show, when they show, how they show. And they don't have to deal with the public or do you have a press badge? Do you not have a press badge? Do we set up a big booth? Do we not set up a big booth? Do we go behind closed doors? Do we do we go upstairs? Do we go downstairs? Do we go on the show floor? Like, you know, like, do we do offsite? Like, there were so many moving parts and pieces that I think that once they didn't once it was quote unquote taken away from them e3 was taken away for a year because of the pandemic they realized they didn't need it yeah and and the writing was on the wall like years before that too like nintendo launched an entire console without e3 in terms of like no presentations uh they still had like show space but like it varied year to year and how much treehouse thing was a joke man not a joke but it it didn't it was like Smash or Mario or Luigi's Mansion. It was just like Nintendo was there and it was one thing. Yeah, yeah. There, I think there might have been one year where like they had a Zelda game and Odyssey around the same time. And there was yeah. like two things there. But otherwise, you're right. It was like one one thing was like the theme of the whole booth. Uh, but I think, you know, the, the press conferences was the thing that was a reason for big companies or mid-sized companies to do E3. And mm-hmm. soon as Nintendo showed back in like 2016, 17, something yeah, like that, the, the Nintendo Directs. Yep. Yeah, they didn't need it. That started to show companies, you know, like you didn't need to be associated with three. I mean, Devolver kind of made a joke about being like, hey, we're just across the street doing our own shit mm-hmm. uh, for a while. And then like when PlayStation pulled out in 2018, basically, that was kind of the writing on the wall. And, and, and then the the. You know, you, you to your point, the the pandemic this showed the smaller companies then, like, hey, you really don't need this anymore, and the ESA just kind of rested on like their past in terms of like, no, you need us because we've always been here, mm-hmm. and quickly they found out like that that was not the case. Um, I still don't think the industry has found like a perfect replacement. No, uh, in terms of how many like live shows there are randomly throughout the summer and how long some of those shows can be Mm -hmm. uh but it still beats the hell out of you know having to Uh, dig around e3 to find that hidden gem or i think there's a place for the press conferences to still happen i just think it the unfortunate part is it hurts like you mentioned it hurts the smaller developers because the the thing that as soon as you were talking about the thing that like sprung to mind for me was um, Call of Duty's done it. Um, Activision for a long time had done it very well. Um, but but it, Destiny 2's reveal. So Destiny's 2 reveal was a um, like a 36 hour event where mm. they had a, they had a press conference. Um, that and then after the press conference, I was able to do interviews and and play the game and and check out some things. And then I left like the next day. Um, and you know, again, it was you know coming off the heels of destiny and the and the the speed that they were doing with destiny 2 they've done it with call of duty they've done um they still do it uh blizzard does it with blizzcon which is like mm-hmm. a two-day event or like a weekend event i think that you're going to see a little bit more of something like that along those lines and if somebody can find a way to do this is the wrong term but an indie con weekend um which is where, what pax kind of was for right for but while. i think there needs to be like a press conference setup to where like you come and and you get to like um 
what was it? the PlayStation Experience, the same similar yeah. system, like something at nine o'clock, ten o'clock in the morning, two hour press conference, and hey, everything we just showed and talked about is playable on the floor. Now, whether you want to open that to the public or fly press out, um, you want to do it in Vegas and Kansas City and Miami and Atlanta and Washington, wherever you want to do it, Chicago, like wherever you want to do it, like you can do that live streaming on Twitch, live streaming on YouTube. Um, and if, if somebody can figure it out, and I and, and and I don't know who with the the consolidation we're seeing with the gaming industry, it's it's going to be fewer and far between because it used to be like THQ could show something for a little bit, and some of these other you know like where like CS Stars developer Sabotage would be there, and they would show these things, or but they're with Devolver now, like and so it's it's kind of just in this weird flux of where we have a lot of stu- we have a lot of developers and a lot of studios, but if you really start to funnel it down, like. After you start listing off Devolver and Microsoft and Sony and Ubisoft and um, EA, like you're not like the the little scragglers aren't they're few and far they're fewer and farther between than they were five years ago. Yeah, and I think the the consolidation of the industry, as bad as that may be in the future, like we're at the point where PlayStation could put on a hell of a long press conference with all their mm-hmm. studios. Xbox can put on a whole weekend with all their yeah. studios. Uh, so the consoli- Ubisoft could too if they had to, if but the, the spread out to like Ubisoft owns mm-hmm. like whatever 15 studios and ultimately if you're talking about three maybe studios a year every two years so like then you know like so now you know and then they're on a five-year cadence and three times five is 15 so you know like what do you show like you you, you do it in 2000 you do it in 2025 and you show six games off you just knocked out 85 percent of your studios that are releasing something in the next three years Yes. Yeah. Well, and and that's and that's the thing that the the ESA was was supposed to do, and that was basically like, hey, the ESA is like a set of a bunch of different companies coming together and putting on a thing. That's why when you look at the board of the ESA, it's like you know, so here's someone from Activision, here's someone from Xbox, here's someone from you know this company, and. It sounds like we we're at the point where we probably just kind of need another one of those to, to to come up, which could be an EA reaching out to an Ubisoft and reaching mm-hmm. out to Warner Brothers of like, hey, let's just do a press conference weekend. Like we don't have to do it together, but like we can like work next to each other in terms of like yeah. we'll do something Saturday, you do something Sunday, yeah, and and we'll just do our announcements that way. Just kind of like how the indie developers have like the wholesome direct and Mm -hmm. uh there's a couple other indie showcases that they're a bunch of those independent studios just got together like let's just work together for this event and we could see that coming it's just gonna take one or two studios to decide to do it like i don't know like september like like, i just throw a date out there september 10th Mm -hmm. all of a sudden sony decides they want to have an announcement they tell us two months beforehand ubisoft goes hey we need to you know, we need to capitalize on this. Like, we don't really need to announce anything at the Sony thing, but Sony's going Saturday at 10. Let's go Saturday at 4. You know, and then all yeah. of a sudden, they, they announced six weeks before this event they're going Saturday at 4. Microsoft's like, well, damn. Okay, let's go Sunday. Well, well, you know, and then and then all of a sudden you have a you have a busy weekend like you talked about like and that's sort of like the evolution of what happened uh, what I feel like from uh, from the outside looking in what kind of happened over time with E3 was like Sony had Mondays. You know, Xbox had Sundays, and then Bethesda threw a Saturday in there, and then somebody would go yeah. after Sony. You know, they would kind of, but nobody ever stepped on eBay. Nobody like Microsoft never went at the same time Sony did. You know, like it, they they just they they respected each other, and they well, still yeah, do. The, the ESA did book everything out. 
So like the they they would police that even even the offsite venues like yes. press conferences yeah because okay. because ESA again is like made up of like reps from each of the companies oh okay. so they did work that way so they wouldn't step on anyone's toes though they did you know like say like hey no one's fucking with PlayStation spot no one's messing with Nintendo spot or right. Microsoft spot and then they would just fill in everyone in between uh, the only ones that weren't included in that were like the Devolver digital sort of thing because they lived in their own thing but if you were a big mm-hmm. enough company and you had a seat on that board they would just organize that themselves now we're at a spot where you're going to want some sort of company to police it again and that's when you're like hey esa that's what you were supposed to be doing now it's going to be on keely to do it and mm-hmm. keely definitely seems up to the task but keely has a lot of things he needs to work on in terms of like how the game awards works how the previous summer games fest have worked he needs to just hire somebody to handle it kind of it seems like like i know he has a team but it seems like a lot of it's on him and he keeps making like the same mistakes over and over again he needs to find somebody that's respected as a face of the gaming industry he's respected as a face of the game industry 100 percent. yeah um but uh he needs to find another person that's respected as a face of the game industry like um and i'll just you know a broad example like whether it's like a greg miller or something like that to where somebody that can hold a presence and come out and announce like what they're doing because keely's okay but he's not the be- he's not i don't feel like he's the best like what i would call like hype man yeah like, yeah he's, he's a presenter like he and he does well but he doesn't he doesn't have as much personality as i personally would like to see and, and that's the thing that's kind of hard is you know it's like i i like R- greg miller and respect greg miller but it's yeah. one of those things where sometimes he's his energy can be yeah. too up there so they got they, no, they have to I, find I just, a balance yeah. yeah i just used him as an example like, no no that's I, what I, i'm I, saying is like yeah. they they finding someone to to work is going to be difficult but it could be one of those things where he goes to kind of funny and goes to another company and it's just like, what if we all just work together? And then you can have yeah. a bunch of different personalities to go. Yeah, because it used to be the personalities of IGN. You, you can yeah. mix them all in there. Like they had some awesome on 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 air face personalities that 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 did a bunch of stuff, like hosted things. And you know, and we've seen you know fantastic hosts of like whether even if it's a celebrity that you find out that really likes gaming. Like I don't even know. Like you know. Um, there could be a hundred people that I mean I'm not even thinking about, but yeah. um, there just needs to be some kind of bridge, and and we're probably five years away from that. Like it's gonna like everything's gonna have to settle out again, and then somebody's gonna have to be like, you know what, I missed this, and they're gonna try to do it. Yeah, and I I have a feeling we'll we'll probably hear from Keeley come around January and February, uh, talking about what they what he plans to do for Summer Game Fest, uh, and that's probably when we're gonna get like. We're going to see what no competition from the e- potential competition from the ESA is going to do to Keeley's plans. Either it's going to have him relax or it's going to have him like just want to double down and just go for it. Because yeah. like especially Summer Game Fest the last two years, it definitely se- seemed like Keeley had a vendetta, <laughs> you know, against the ESA and also potentially, you know, are they going to be back and we got to crush him. So, yeah. Because I'll still say it. I mean, I, I nothing will, in my opinion, will ever replace hands-on playing or one-on-one time with devs. Nothing. Yeah. And how you get that in 2025, 2024, I don't, I don't know. Which Summer Games Fest did like a step where there right. was a Summer Game Fest day. Yeah. But because it was a small event, I believe it was only a day. So it was one of those things where... You, you didn't really get the time and it was very specific people that were there. It didn't seem as open uh, yeah. as E3s, but E3 was so big that you could, 
do game demos in the cafeteria or the parking mm-hmm. lot, which, you know, I've definitely done a couple where it's like meet, meet this guy uh, by the garbage cans in the front. They're going to have a Vita because uh, they're, you know, they, they couldn't get into E3, but they're in the area because they know people are in the area. Uh, so I've definitely have played like a Vita game next to a garbage can and mm-hmm. given impressions on it. So uh, E3's dead. Uh, long live Summer Game Fest. Uh, we'll see <laughs> what happens there. Keely, give us an invite if you do Summer Games Fest again. You're not listening. Uh, so we have the our Sir Sircana, aka sure. the NPD yeah. numbers for November. Uh, I I I'm sorry, Dave. I love going over these numbers. Yeah, They're always fine. kind of fascinating. Uh, the NPDs in are uh, for November, and Call of Duty led the month. Surprise! You know it's one of the worst-rated yeah. Call of Duty games. Uh, Spider Man. Yeah, they're, they're so inclined to make this game so much better. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Uh, though this might be a big year change uh, going off some some of the next couple things I'm going to talk about. Um, Spider Man Two uh, is number two, so down from number one, which isn't too surprising because of Call of Duty game. And then this is really surprising. Hogwarts Legacy popped in at number three again. It was, it was number sale 10. all over the place. Yeah. All over the place for November. Yeah, and and it was number ten last month, and it is now number three. Other noticeable uh, notable games: Super Mario Wonder was number five, and Super Mario RPG was number seven. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy is especially notable because it is still the best selling game of the year, and it is on track because Call of Duty didn't sell as well as it usually does. Uh, that Hogwarts Legacy might be the first game since 2009 that isn't a rockstar call of duty game to lead the year in sales which is just kind of wild like that's how long call of duty and like rockstar have held the npds and look at what happens as soon as microsoft buys somebody their game just sells like trash i know it just falls apart for them (laughs) Uh, but yeah hogwarts that's been the mantra that i've seen online this week like I'm like they had nothing to do with this. Yeah, they they had nothing to do with it, like the game being shit and <laughs> the game not selling as well. There's a chance it's still going to squeak by in December and pass yeah. Hogwarts, but it sounds like it has a pretty steep hill to climb, especially with Hogwarts finding this resurgence at the, the end of the year. And it's probably just an easy holiday gift for people. Like people are going to be like, "You read the books? Here's the game." Yeah. It's it's a brand. It's yeah. a, it's a it's a it's a high end brand. Yeah. So. Hogwarts Legacy, say what you will about it. it, it sells, and I know Warner Brothers a couple weeks ago were talking about, like, we're going to do more live service games, but if this ends up beating Call of Duty, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a Hogwarts Legacy 2 mm-hmm. at this point. It probably already least, is. <laughs> probably already is, but in terms of, like, is it going to be a live service game, or are they just going to be like, let's just do another single player game? Mm-hmm. Um, though I can see them doing, like, Hogwarts Legacy 2 that has co-op or something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, nothing too noticeable in like the rest of the chart, like the top 20. Um, there is Miles Morales was number 18, uh, which Miles Morales is going to be like a new Minecraft mechanic though too. But yeah, I I agree. But then I also think it's a catch up mechanic of like, you get, you get both. So like maybe somebody played Spider-Man and didn't like wasn't you know versed enough to to know who miles was and to find out who miles was but maybe didn't realize there was a game and then spider-man 2 comes out and they buy spider-man 2 and there's more about miles and they reference stuff they don't understand and then they go look and be like oh there was a miles morales game like yeah it's it's kind of been you know front and center if you buy the i think if you buy the remastered you get miles with it don't you you buy miles and you get the remaster 
is what right, okay worked. yeah so um you know there, there's a lot of that with the with the success and and of spider-man 2 and, and well deservedly so and then i think also like it's it's one of those nice breath of fresh airs that we've been talking about people find out it's only an 8 to 12 hour game yeah you know that definitely helps with that uh and it, it it's just cheap enough now you mm-hmm. know, like you typically can find it for twenty to thirty dollars. Yeah, it's fantastic too. That's yeah. it's amazing. It's probably the one I had the most fun with out of all three. Like the yeah, because because it, it doesn't stay too yeah. long. It, again, mm-hmm. it comes down to like you know the length and just you know the, the visuals were great at the time. So it's hard to go any... back go to a little bit yeah. because of all Is the it... improvements. <laughs> with, yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't played two. it since too. So, um, yeah. do you hold any credence? Uh, there was a little bit of discussion on my timeline. Any credence to the PS Portal being number four best selling hardware, or does you just hold that to like a best selling or the, the the launch month of it? I hold it to the launch month and also what would have been number four anyways. Like a you Steam know. Deck or a ROG. But Steam like is mostly still sold on Steam and they don't share those numbers with okay. Circana. And I still think the ROG and the Legion are too niche yeah. to like actually Yeah, I, I agree with deal. you. I mean like if it if it cracked the top three, that, that's a bigger story. Yeah, like, if, if it, it beat the Xbox or Switch, then I'd be like, right. Oh shit, this is gonna be a yeah. hit. So, uh, otherwise, I, I don't know. Just some, so there was some people holding it to some higher, and I was just like, okay, it's number four. Like, what else? Like, I kind of had the same thought you did. I was like, what else is supposed to be four? And like, yeah. it came out in November, and the ROG came out like in July. There's other versions of the ROG coming out. The Steam Deck came out, whatever it came out. Now there's an OLED version of it or whatever. So, you know. Yeah. I, I, and also uh, in uh, the charts, um, God, God of War Ragnarok hit number 15. Uh, previously, it was number six, uh, 36. So Ragnarok, okay. because of sales, saw a jump. So good month for Sony. And yeah, you uh, can't even you can't even point to the DLC for that because we didn't know about it. Yeah, and and I imagine DLC is just gonna like increase people's interest in yeah. Ragnarok again. I'm thinking of reinstalling Ragnarok. Uh, I didn't finish Ragnarok, but it's one of those scenes where it's like I love playing like the combat. So the the new yeah. mode definitely would get me to redownload again. Uh, but yeah, that that is the NPDs, which I think I'm just just like how Twitter's called X, and I'm gonna still call it Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm fine. gonna call this NPDs regardless of what the company's name is, until someone tells me to stop. <laughs> uh, but we'll move on to the uh, next story, and it is Spider-Man Two related. Insomniac gave an update on when to expect new features in Spider-Man Two, and kind of bad news depending on how excited you were for some of these features but new game plus additional accessibility features day and night options and mission replays are all slated for an early 2024 release uh players expected this sooner but insomniac never really gave like a timeline for it so it's not really a delay uh but uh some are speculating that maybe the recent hack and leaks and ransomware at insomniac might have slowed them down just a little bit Mm-hmm. uh because dave i don't know if you saw but yeah like, i did wolverine yeah. stuff leaked and employee data stuff leaked as did they well. leak did they leak it leak it or they said they have it <sighs> they, they showed proved, some they of it to that prove. they have it yeah. yeah and it's currently up for auction on like the black market so yeah we i don't know if anyone bought it i don't want to look into it uh but yeah i i'm looking forward to like new game plus and all that stuff day and night cycle just to get into some good photo mode stuff i know you're done with it and you're probably uninstalled well owen oh i haven't uninstalled because okay. owen still messes around with it um i am a little disappointed just because i was hoping that owen could actually play it over break over his uh, over his holiday break mm-hmm. um 
because he wants to. He did. He completed the game 100 percent on Friendly Neighborhood, like the easiest version. And he kept. He keeps asking me about playing the next version. And I would rather have him do that with New Game Plus, where he has all of his stuff, like all yeah. his abilities and everything like that. So he, but he's like, I want to play now. And I'm like, okay, well, he, and he hasn't. I, some, you know, he's moved on to other things because you know, Fortnite Lego is the hotness for him right now. So that's that came out at a good time, personally. Um, but uh, it, it it is a little disappointing. They did initially say like end of the year, um, which is you know, and, that, and now they can't hit that. And ultimately, what it's coming down to, it might be those ransoms or the 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 little cyber attack that they, or the major cyber attack that they had. But you know, let's be real. It's December what thirteenth? Yeah, today's the thirteenth. Mm-hmm. It's it's Wednesday, like. They're probably working through Friday, and then they're not coming back until after the new year. And they're like, "It's not going to be done." Yeah, and so. you know, the the hacks might have slowed them down a little bit, and could have caused it. But ultimately, like if they, Insomniac is has a track record of being very friendly in terms of no crunching and stuff like that. Yeah. So, and then saying that this, I, I don't, I don't remember them saying anything about replayable levels and day night cycles. So that, that initially they just kind of said new game plus is coming. Yeah. So now that now that they've actually given more features, which are, is is cool. Like there, a lot of people. I I saw a lot of stuff early on. Like they want to keep. They wanted to go back and play that mission as Venom again, and they couldn't. Mm-hmm. So hopefully now they can. So yeah, and, and it, it's. Do you think so? Sidetrack a little bit, maybe a little bit of a tangent. Uh, New Game Plus seemed to be the thing that PlayStation was into, making sure all their games had like a month or two after release. Uh, you know, like I think Returnal got it, you know, the original Spider-Man got it, uh, God of War got it, Horizon got it. Do you think roguelikes are going to be like the new thing <laughs> that they tried? Because The Last of Us is getting it theirs in January and then God of War just got theirs out of nowhere. Would you I, I hope, a Spider-Man's roguelike I, 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 I think that would be fun, but that, that would automatically remind me of the Mysterio missions and I hated them. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if they can um, throw a little bit of like story DLC reason to do it, that yeah, would be kind of cool. Maybe, but um, I I don't want it to be in replacement of. I would want it to be in addition to. Like mm-hmm. I think New Game Plus always has a place in in game. No, I think it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I'm saying like, do you think this is going to be the new trend where PlayStation's like roguelike? If they can fit it in, they do it because it's just funny. Two of their games are going to have it. Yeah, I think that they maybe have discovered like through conversation that it's 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 doable and if I had to guess it's I it's fairly easy ish. <laughs> like, you know what? It's probably not that it's easy, it's probably affordable. Yeah. In terms it's a lot of, of like, pre built a lot of pre built assets, pre built areas. Like I, I don't expect to be going anywhere new in in, in in Ragnarok to fight waves of waves of enemies. No, I don't expect I to be in any new environment, off. Last of Us Part yeah. Two to be facing ways and ways of enemies so in terms of reusable assets which everybody hates that term but um, i think it's a good use of parts that are already there and just dictating ai yeah and then especially if you're sectioning off small sections of the game that is probably super easy to qa in terms mm-hmm. of like hey we are only working we're working on this arena like yeah. don't worry about anything outside of these arenas well, some, of, some of them had it like didn't horizon like horizon had something like this right like that 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 battle had, arena, like the stadium that you went into, yeah, yeah, that like it was for like the a boss the tr- rush mode or something, yeah, the, yeah, and that was added after the fact, and yeah. with the DLC for the winters DLC, whatever that yeah. that DLC was, so it seems like something that they looked at. I just like the idea that like Ragnarok got it out of nowhere. You know, we're getting that with The Last of Us, because originally we speculated like, hey, The Last of Us one feels like, hey, factions is put on the shelf. 
what can we do in the meantime? Yeah. But then when God of War got it, it's just like, oh, is this is this going to be a trend? Because mm-hmm. the God, no one was expecting a God of War one. It, I also, I'll, I'll officially say it's a trend if if in January the Spider Man gets an update and it has something like that. Like, okay, I I, I could see that. Yeah, <laughs> and then officially, then it's going to hit the point where you're just like, okay, so every PlayStation game's got to right. have this mode. Uh, just like we assumed every PlayStation game would have New Game Plus relatively quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll move on from there. Uh, Dave, uh, Epic Games has defeat Google in court. Uh, so Epic Games is having probably one of their better couple of weeks between Fortnite. What was it? The the Fortnite throwback thing. Yeah, uh, and Fortnite also, OG. Yeah. yeah, Fortnite OG launching two in-game yeah. Fortnite things with lego and rocket racing correct yep uh they seem to be doing pretty good in the Fortnite game uh but they had their antitrust case against google and the judge ruled that google had an illegal monopoly on their devices with the restrictions forcing developers to use the google play store uh epic games technically had a similar case against apple and technically lost that case but they won something so you could probably say that case was like a split uh in terms of like they didn't fully win but they did get some wins from it uh still don't understand how they kind of lost the case against apple but they won a case against google uh but the two companies will meet with the judge in january to kind of negotiate the remedies going forward now that it's been decided that google was being a monopoly dave we're talking about this because uh, Tim Sweeney, the the Epic Games uh, CEO, I believe it's Tim Sweeney, uh, basically was just saying Epic Games is not going to stop until basically they give developers a fair chance, which, I'm sorry, he doesn't care about yeah. other developers. He cares about his company. Uh, but it seems like they're going really hard at trying to break down the restrictions and walls on specific platforms uh, do you think Epic Games, after winning against Google, could expand into other territories, say a PlayStation, a Nintendo, or an Xbox? No, I, I I don't. I think that they'll they'll strike some kind of deals that allow their stuff to be on the platforms. Um, but until they, um, yeah, I mean they they already kind of like with Fortnite, it's already like like you go to the PlayStation store to get Fortnite, you make an epic account. You go to the Xbox store to get Fortnite, you make an epic account. But you still buy your V-Bucks through PlayStation Store and Xbox Store. Right. And he hasn't nobody's taken Sony or PlayStation or Xbox to court for that. So, I don't I mean, it it and he's so if you if you want to talk about the four main platforms that he's five, I guess that he's handling, Nintendo, Xbox, Sony, Google Play and Apple, right? Mhm. Um, he's only he's only got t- less than twenty percent win rate so far. Yeah, right. but he hasn't gone against the other three yet. Uh, so uh, let me rephrase that. Do you think, depending on like again, we haven't got the final ruling in terms of like the ram- ramifications for this you know decision. Do you think if it's bad for Google, you could see maybe Xbox, Nintendo, or PlayStation preemptively like negotiating no. with Epic, or do you think they just? would rather see epic in court if it comes to it um i don't I, I don't think he has any chance because they don't really hold a monopoly on it with all three of them like that like it's so it's so different depending on no the game. but but he, the, the thing the reason i would say that is like technically they do have a monopoly on their platform right 
and they, that, don't have mono- they don't have a monopoly on a console platform like Google Play had and Apple has. They're 50-50, essentially. You're talking about 36-36-36 between no, Nintendo no, no, and but, Xbox. But that wasn't what they were fighting with. They were strictly fighting with, on Android, Google has a monopoly. On iPhone, Apple has a monopoly. And that's their whole lawsuit was... So yeah, technically, the only, they could the, go against Xbox and say, like, the only I, 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 way... The only, the only choices you really have in the phone market is Android development, is Android systems and Apple systems. You have multiple different choices for gaming. No, 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 no. But that wasn't what they were suing for. They were suing strictly per platform basis, not saying, you know, like, the user can choose different platforms. They were like, on that platform, the user could only... Right, but Google, Google but Google and Apple weren't willing to, to, to negotiate with Epic at all, right? Which they is why the lawsuit happened right, individually. Right, but I, I would be surprised if, with as much, like his deal, like Tim Sweeney and Epic's deal with PlayStation of, of the revenue split is probably better than every develop, every other person because of what he, because of the users he brings to PlayStation. So, so with, but that would have had to been negotiated beforehand do you think if or you're it's a, ongoing it's ongoing i think or it's, it's ongoing it, but like at yeah. a certain point if you're afraid of things happening or changing sony owns part of epic though they it's a very small percentage it's like it's a, a it's a hundred percent more than google and apple yeah but it's not enough for them to like <laughs> no it's not enough for them. them to strong arm it but it's enough that there's a relationship there yeah, which is probably why they negotiated a thing. But if you're Sony right. at a certain point, or you're just like, "Hey, let's just nail down well, this think, uh, contract." I think it's it's yeah. I, well, maybe if that becomes the case, but I, yeah. I think it's like similar to like a, like we talked about before with like Twitch streamers or Mixer streamers or or YouTube streamers, where as they evolve, then they re they re they reestablish and reevaluate what it is. Like Ninja's contract with Twitch has changed, no, 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 multiple, and that's what I that's what I was times, saying. So, like, if you're those platforms and you see kind of where the market's going on those other individual platforms maybe you renegotiate or you just you know you're a little bit more open to yeah. ideas i, I think from... i think google told sweeney screw you what are you going to do about it and he did something about it that triggered my phone sorry yeah. um and then i think that when sweeney talks to was talking to jim ryan like they went out to dinner and they fixed it yeah yeah, and, and you just have to wonder how long that fix is in right. place or yeah because of these deals, if you're one of those platform holders that has a current deal with them, that everything's cool, that you're not like, hey, let's extend this this deal, make sure everything's going well. I, I think we're uh, we're closer than we are farther from it, but I think we're to a point where you would just open an Epic app on the PlayStation. I think we're getting closer to that. Which they would then need permission from PlayStation to do. Right. Which and, is, on Xbox, on Nintendo. Yeah. I, I think that, we're very is, close to like a lot. Like the system that I don't like on PC is all the different game launchers. I think we're getting closer to that on yeah. these consoles or on these televisions. Like, but but that's what basically sparked the lawsuit against Google in terms right. of like, hey, we don't want to go through the Google Play Store. We want to open our own app. Yeah, and Google allowed that in terms of like you can put any app you want on an Android phone. But when it came to processing payments, Epic was just like we want to go around your payment processing. And then that's mm-hmm. where the lawsuit came from. Mm-hmm. And ultimately PlayStation's very closed. Xbox is very closed. Nintendo's very closed, more closed than what Google was mm-hmm. probably on the same level as Apple. And yeah. yet Epic beat Google 50, 50 split with Apple in terms of like that case. So you would think in and theory, think, they yeah, would have an the, issue with those platforms. Yeah. Except for discs, discs exist on consoles. Like, I think that's the, that's the caveat though is like 
if 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 Epic is producing a game, you know that that they have like they they're producing or publishing a game. Sometimes they haven't published one on console yet, but if they ever do publish one on console, they have to print a disc. Yeah, like, but they, I they would but at need their, to print a disc. So. But they're at the point where Fortnite is their platform now. They just launched. I, two I agree. New I was going to talk about that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Fortnite's an app. Yeah, and and so that's like that's like the the the. Yeah, that's why I think that we're closer than we are farther from it from the ep- yeah. from the Epic launcher. So. Which then would bring in PlayStation to be like, hey, hey, we still need to handle the payment processes, which means we get our cut, whether whether that's a negotiated. Yeah, and there's there, there is something to be said to where like, hey, we provide the operating system, we provide the ability for your game to run, and we provide the control, the controller for your game, yeah. and and the box. So, but you that's know, what Ep- Google was already providing, and Epic sued them and won. Yeah, I mean, so like, they, they, I, I'm, I just I just feel it's different. You you cannot put a disc in a phone. Like, but your I phone could download different apps, and that the yeah. Epic did. Epic still wanted Google to process things through the Android store no, without know. taking the cut. So I, I, I think we're closer to Epic, kind of trying to bully their way around the console manufacturers after a win against Google, uh, than anything. Uh, especially like you know we'll talk about. Uh, it we're obviously we're closer to a boxless gaming, anyways, to where you like it's gonna. There's gonna be a PlayStation app on my Roku. Yeah, and and that's the thing that PlayStation will probably then bully Roku of like, hey, 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 yeah, we're, PlayStation app is downloadable from the Roku store, but you can't mm-hmm. touch anything in there. Right. Uh, so, like, I, I don't know. I, I have a feeling Epic Games could be going well, after I the feel console like I manufacturers. Give, I feel like I, 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 when I purchase something on Vudu, I purchase directly from Vudu, um, even but on because Roku. You're, but because uh, usually those, the manufacturer still gets a cut, like, yeah. regardless, which is... What and the, I think that will still happen if an Epic launcher goes on PlayStation. They'll have data that says, "Oh, somebody bought Fortnite V Bucks on, and on that's, a PlayStation again, platform. We get ten cents or whatever it is." Yeah. yeah, but that's where the negotiation with Epic would end up right. taking place. That's still going to always be the, a thing. I just like I'm with you. Like I think he's going to try to like I don't want when you go to buy V Bucks on Fortnite to to take you to PSN store. I want it to go to the Epic store. Yeah, like that's and and, and I think that's yeah. the fight I'm talking about that could yeah. happen. With no, the I get you, but there's still be a. It's it's happening with MLB the show. Like Sony's still getting money when people buy um uh stubs on MLB the show on Xbox. Sony's still getting yeah. money for that. But Xbox is getting their thirty percent cut of all those right. purchases yep. there. Uh, and, and Epic seems to have a real problem with <laughs> with that when it comes to you know Apple and Google Play. Uh, so. In theory, they should have a problem with uh, PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo doing it. Though it sounds like the the rate, the the cut yeah. those manufacturers is significantly less than where it was on Google and it, Apple. It also gets really weird with the, the the fact that they make an engine. You know, like no, and that's what gives them the power. They're, yeah, they're in some well, yeah, at the same, but they're in some murky territory because they piss off enough developers, they'll stop using their engine. You yeah, know, but, but but imagine they also if, have one of the best engines. So. Yeah, they have the engine, the yeah. the triple. No, I get it. They're just in this really weird murky spot where they need to decide. Like, and they're in a weird spot because if they were doing this ten years ago, they would just release their own console. They would have. Yeah, but the thing is though, with like Epic, is how they pitch it is they're doing it for the developers, so the developers yeah. should be on their side. Like, yeah, ten years ago, we would have had a Fortnite box. Oh yeah, yeah, we would have the Ouya would have been a, a Fortnite yep. machine. Yep. Uh, but we'll move on to the the last thing, and that's uh, the Game Awards recap. Yes, it happened last week, but we didn't talk about it. 
so the Game Awards happened. Uh, two big takeaways is uh, Alan Wake 2 and Baldur's Gate 3 basically won every award they got to do an acceptance speech, except I think Zelda got to the accept the speech. show was too fucking long. That it... They need to do something. I don't watch it. I follow it. I follow what you were saying on it, yeah. and I followed it on Twitter. I didn't watch it at all. It, it, it is like four hours long, and yet except speeches. And they cut speeches, speeches down. And all yeah, that. Like, or, or they 30 gotta, seconds. They got to figure something. Es- okay, ESPN and the ESPYs went through this 20, 15 years ago, where it was just way too long. Like, I'm sorry. Like These people deserve all the credit and attention and everything that they're going through and learning, but like they need to pick... 10 awards, 12 awards, spend 10 minutes on each award. And and then in the commercial breaks or before the show or after the show, or as you know, like they don't need to go through everyone. And the nominees are like, I'm sorry. Like I get it. The best esport athlete. That should. Just well, so they, they, they chewed those up in the pre-show. Okay. Um, the problem is they did a three hour, they did an hour pre-show and then a three and a half hour regular show. Yeah. They only gave away like six awards on okay. the main show. It was literally just trailers and ads, and then you had Kojima eating up 10 minutes just to have his Hollywood friends tell him he's super smart. And you had uh, Anthony Mackie saying, Twisted Metal 2 is coming, like the the season two, and then doing crowd work for five minutes. You you had a lot of celebrities eating time. You had Gonzo from the Muppets again eating up time and just advertisement advertisement trailer trailer which i know are advertisements and then you would get celebrity introducing category where celebrity got five minutes to talk and then the award winner got 30 seconds yeah like there's horrible time management on there and keely was he responded to people after the show but kind of blamed the production crew same thing like Like we talked about at the beginning of the show like he needs to hire he needs I, to find I, someone that worked for the Emmys well, or the Keely, Oscars. Keely's getting to the point now where he needs to not be the face. Like he needs yeah. to, to to hire somebody, and yeah. like just like they like, I don't even know who it's going to be. Kevin Butler, I, I you know Chris Rock. <laughs> well, no, I don't no. know. I mean, he he like, can still he needs be to the hire. Face. No, no, I don't. Yeah, he can be the face. Like, he can be. He on needs at the someone in the back, and he can be on at the end. But he needs to have a host and somebody that no, can keep so, the cadence of a show. But I don't even like think it's his hosting abilities. I think it's his producing abilities. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if he's directing it, but if he is, he needs an actual director yeah. that can handle cues and. This needs to be ninety minutes. Yeah, it should be yeah ninety minutes to two hours, and you need to like if they did like four awards per hour, I think that would be fine in yeah. a three-hour show. I, 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 I so I, I know I said I didn't watch it. I caught the end. Mm-hmm. Like I, I caught the very end of it. I don't like that game of the year. Boulder, like I, I don't care who wins game of the year, but Baldur's Gate got like to your point, like thirty five seconds. And like, they were they talking won- about the death of one of their employees, and then the music yeah. cut them off. And it's yep. just like, and then the show just ended. It didn't have the one more thing. And then all of a sudden, like I look on social media, Boulder Gate's on Xbox. Like I'm like, what? Like, yeah, because like, that they- was just a random commercial. Yeah, it's just it's 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 that 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 ending and that flow just didn't flow like a video game press conference has flown you know like thanks for watching like there was nothing like that like yeah you knew it was the end you knew it was the end of the show because it was game of the year but i was like really you're not showing a cool trailer of something at the end or you're 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 doing this on the internet you're not on tv there's not a movie following this presentation there's no reason to rush the the game of the year winner off the stage just to hit credits 
Right. But like, there wasn't even any credits. It just yeah, ended. It just is like, thank you for watching. But like, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, they didn't need the cute credits. There wasn't a TV show or movie following it. They could have went as long as they wanted. And they fucking did. They went four hours. Yeah. But you couldn't give the game of the year winner maybe a minute? Well, I remember, like, so, and you'll know this a little bit better than I will. But, like, I, I feel like like Monday Night Raw, when it was, like, in its heyday, like, in yeah. the mid-90s. Like, it never ended at 11 o'clock. No, never. they would always do an overrun. Like, 11.07, yeah. 11.15, you know, like, and it didn't do any harm. Like, yeah. and it was, and it most of the time it was warranted. Like, I wasn't, like, it, you know, I was supposed to go to bed at 11. I wasn't turning the TV off until Raw ended. Like, yeah, wasn't. So, yeah. Yeah. No, and, it and, was, it, and nobody ever said anything. My mom and dad would be like, all right, whatever. It's 11.10, big deal. I'm like, oh, the show went longer. Like, okay. You know, like. Well, the, the funny thing is now is Monday Night Raw ends at 10 o'clock exactly. Yeah. And they found a way to do it to where it always, you know, finishes exactly on time. Yeah, and that fits into the script too much for me. And I would be like, yeah. look, it's not scripted. It doesn't even end on time. No, but, but, yeah. but, but they, they found a way to make it seem like it makes sense that it ends yeah. perfectly on time. And you're telling me the wrestling companies can do that, but fucking yeah. the award yeah. show can't? <laughs> yeah. Like get the fuck out of here like that then and then that's where i think that was Keely the big takeaway yeah. a team around him yeah. or something that was the big takeaway that i saw from it was you didn't give the developers enough time for acceptance speeches um and you um didn't talk about the layoffs like that's what that that, that was the two things that yeah, i saw the most, hearing the most that this was about. the the greatest year for game developers was yeah. really hard to hear every 30 yeah. minutes to an when hour we're, when we're when we're up to ten thousand people that were in the gaming industry in 2023 that don't have jobs anymore. yeah you know how many like i saw um hasbro did something today <laughs> i saw a uh, uh khalif's uh he did like a post vlog and uh-huh. literally when he was interviewing people afterwards they were he's like where do you work at and they're like i'm unemployed and they're like that happened like three times in that video and i'm just yeah. like this is the state of the game industry and Keeley's like best year ever. And it's like, yeah, for games. Yes. But you can't say best year ever for developers. Right. Uh, but there's so many, like, you know, like they had Christopher judge go out there and he, he killed it in his segment for mm-hmm. actor of the year, but they let him go off for five minutes where he made call of duty jokes. He talked about how yeah. we took eight minutes last year, but then, but it, then they're rushing boulders gate. That's talking about the sound design and the sound engineer that they lost yeah. during development. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and just the fact that like Christopher Judge jokingly said like, "Hey, I have sh- I've been assured that the winner of this award can go on as long as they want," and they still cut the person off after like thirty seconds, and yeah. it was just like, it was just kind of wild. I but I know most people are just watching for the trailers. I actually want to see the winners. IGN put out a really good article where they actually like let winners put speeches up for their awards that weren't mm-hmm. uh like well, PS, given out. PS Nation used to do it. We we used to like whatever they would send a whatever voice yeah. or voice memo they'd send in however long it was, we played it. Yeah, we had no reason to cut it because again it was on the internet, just like right. the game awards is on the internet. You wanted to say, no you know, pause time. the show, move on yeah. to something else. Like, yeah, there there was man, it it was so frustrating because because there's no excuse for for all the shit with with the game awards this year in terms of that, uh, especially like. Dave, there was a, there was at least forty five minutes where I didn't see a trailer that I gave a shit about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, but those the, people pay the bills, man. They they definitely do, but it was one of those scenes where I was just like, I completely just checked out at a certain mm-hmm. point. And oh, I a hundred percent, I yeah. should have like put this on and put up my Christmas tree and just paid attention to the stuff I wanted to pay. That's basically to. what what I did. I literally <laughs> yeah. was like working on like random shit in the house. Yeah. I, I cleaned. 
yeah. at a certain point because I was just like, this is taking too long, and I need You're to. Do just, you were just productive. listening for clapping. Oh, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> let's go over some of the highlights before you wrap up the show. Um, Pony Island Two from Daniel Mullins is coming in 2025. This is the creator of Inscription. Uh, okay. So that looked mind-bending weird just like you expect from a daniel mullins game exodus is a time-traveling sci-fi game starring matthew mcconaughey again they gave matthew mcconaughey like 10 minutes to fucking talk about his first video game and the trailer homie straight cash homie (laughs) and and the trailer for the game i couldn't tell if he was actually in the game (laughs) like (laughs) Um, it's, but a Ran- it looked- it's a Randy Moss reference, by the way. Just how do you pay your fine? Straight cash, homie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, uh, the game looks cool. Uh, Dave, I don't know if you saw the trailer for it. I don't think it really made waves outside of like, hey, Matthew yeah. McConaughey's I'd have here. To, I, I'll have to dig into it a little bit because a time-traveling sci-fi game already intrigues me whether McConaughey's in it or yeah. not. It, it, it gave like Mass Effect vibes. Okay. Uh, like Mass Effect meets Interstellar uh, vibes. Uh, we talked about it earlier, but Ragnarok Valhalla, the free roguelite DLC... Uh, is out now, uh, came out the 12th. Um, I haven't had a chance to mess with it, but I'm definitely going to download it. Uh, Hellblade 2 had a really good showing, uh, release date 2024, no exact month, but the amount of footage they showed looks like it's a game that's actually going to come out finally. Do you think it's 30 frames? Um, I can see it getting a performance mode. Okay. Uh, that's so I th- that's, the, that's all the shit I saw on Twitter about it was 30 frames. It's a third-person game. I think you can get away with 30 frames out of third-person games, like, typically. Xbox uh, can only make 30 frames per second game. Like, apparently, I, I just, yeah. I hate, it, I hate it, the, it, the Matra right now. But the I hate tax. the Matra on frames, just in general. Yeah. But. The Xbox tax, man. Uh, but the Hellblade 2 trailer looked fantastic. Again, I think this looks like a real game now at this point, as opposed to what we saw the previous years, when we were like, hey, didn't they say this is coming out? Yeah. It made me realize, like, they never really fucking showed that game yeah uh so uh but did it need like a five minute musical performance for a game that isn't out yet at the game awards probably not though it was a cool Just musical performance straight cash homie uh yeah apparently <laughs> xbox said they're gonna do things big um yeah. <laughs> no rest for the wicked a top-down rpg cool. from ori and the blind force developers yeah this, this cool. i felt like you would have been into yeah i need to watch uh, the trailer Ford. again i think i watched it that one night but it, i was in, i was intrigued by it yeah yeah a sega probably the weirdest trailer of the night eh, there's kojima uh but probably the weirdest way to introduce games uh sega put out like a live action uh trailer that led to actual video game footage for jet set radio crazy taxi shinobi golden axe and streets of rage all games active in development <laughs> no idea some of these leaked before as possible remasters some of them as continuations of the franchise uh but sega just being like we don't have enough footage for full trailers, but we have enough to tease the f- the next like five years of Sega. Uh, this is what I hope um, Xbox does with Activision, like next right? year. Just like just, just hey, just here's everything we're things. working boom, on. Boom, yeah. boom, 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 like and yeah. then be like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like like take advantage how, is, of that. Yeah, this that. is how you do it. Like Sega has been sitting on their hands for a little while. We have this new Sega. Um, that we've seen the last two years, three years, um, that has started to do certain things certain ways. Like this is kind of like the the epitome of it. Yeah, this this is the perfect way to kind of bring all that out, introduce it to the world, get people excited. Uh, I had to watch trailer like three times just to like get the clips of the things that I wanted to see. 
mostly the crazy taxi and um jet set radio stuff uh we also got um no release date on any of that stuff by the way uh we also got uh the casting and none of, Frank- of that mattered that it wasn't a release no, date <laughs> exactly yeah uh, the casting of Frank Stone, which is coming in 2024. This is a single-player horror game set in a Dead by Daylight universe developed by Supermassive Games, the Until Dawn studio. Mm-hmm. I, Me and Dave aren't the biggest horror fans, but uh, I think we respect the Until Dawn studio anytime mm-hmm. they release stuff. And Dead by Daylight is one of those games that you don't realize that it's like a got a big following you know oh, like yeah. if you don't follow if, you, if you're not paying attention you, you don't realize how big of a following that that uh games as a service game dead by daylight has uh so single player games go look at for, go look at twitch stats or something like that and it's just yeah. people that watch people play it so. yeah uh we got visions of mana in 2024 coming from square enix I, I love Square is able to just put out these smaller RPGs. I was mm-hmm. kind of worried after the talk this year of them being like, we just need to focus on AAA stuff mm-hmm. that we would get Square Enix to move away from these smaller RPGs. But it looks like they're going to continue uh, by also continuing the Mana series. <sighs> Dave, let's talk about OD. Uh, we got an. That's not like uh, <laughs> we got an actor trailer from it. Um, I guess this is I pretty sure that was rendered characters in the engine i don't know uh but this is the game coming from kojima and xbox with either help from jordan peele or jordan peele was only there to say hey i'm friends with kojima because kojima's really obsessed with hollywood directors saying that they're friends Mm -hmm. yeah uh i don't care like at all i i like the idea of kojima making weird shit and then if you can get jordan peele to help him kind of rein shit in like that would be like great jordan, like this is horror right like this yes. is 100 percent horror yeah yeah this is yeah so um, like i've heard like jordan um what's the movie that just came out that people um it's like a year ago wasn't it like no way uh, out or no way out nope okay it, was, get out was yeah. his first one no i remember because i watched yeah. that trailer and i was like nope <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like, and, and but he's 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 you know great comedic uh mind and then turned into a great horror mind yeah and the idea that he could help kojima kind of rein shit in would be great but i just don't trust that he's actually helping kojima and kojima is just like hey i made a friend yeah um so they showed a trailer where they were just spouting random words that is some code that i'm sure super fans of kojima have deciphered and figured out what it means and then they did like again like a 10 minute thing where they had a translator ask or keely asked a translator like what is this game and kojima found so many words to string together to say absolutely nothing it was quite impressive how he was able to dance around what this is other than like it's with xbox and it's going to use cloud tech and it is a video game which they had to reiterate several times that it is a video game and i think that was just a waste of time like i think that this frustrated me the most even though i'm i'm interested by the idea mm-hmm. but it just seemed like the biggest waste of time this i i'm on your side in terms of like show me something you know like because your whole thing is like you hate some of these teasers that show nothing Mm -hmm. uh and this definitely was like you showed me nothing and then you spent 10 minutes to tell me nothing like so annoying 
Uh, but good on Xbox to sign Kojima for a game. Um, RIP their bank book because this will probably take forever. And he's he the cast is pretty huge, so it's going to be expensive just on casting alone. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Kojima is with Xbox. Um, I wonder if PlayStation is kind of like shit. We got Death Stranding. Like the, I, Death Stranding was good mm-hmm. and all that stuff, but I'm wondering if they're just like that Jordan Peele game probably could have been something cool. But don't worry, we got Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we had uh, Jurassic Park survival, first-person survival game set during the first movie. This I, looked... I missed this. I should. Look, I need to go look at this trailer. Yeah, uh, this um, first like it, it's it's a horror game. Like you're literally walking around, basically the aftermath of the movie. So it's basically like, what if someone got left behind and wasn't evacuated mm, after okay. everyone else was evacuated? Uh, and you basically are, you know, you're walking through the kitchen, you're walking through, uh, like where the Jeeps were destroyed, all that Mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, looks, looks really cool. Looks super scary. I forget what studio was working on it. I hope it's not an Embracer studio because I think I saw the Saber logo, which immediately puts a red flag in my head of like, will this come out? Uh, next thing, uh, which is probably the biggest thing, which has a lot of questions surrounding it uh but arcane studios is making a blade game uh so marvel's blade it is uh, saber interactive that's doing jurassic park survival yeah so it's an embracer sort of mm-hmm. thing so which immediately puts a red flag and i i question it uh but yeah so uh arcane studios you know Deathloop, dishonored they're doing a blade game we got a teaser trailer showing Blade. I didn't know it was a Blade game uh, until the very end of it, and I think it was mm-hmm. a really cool reveal. Super well done, and I'm fully on board with the studio making a Blade game. The thing people are wondering, is this Xbox exclusive? Because Xbox won't say that it's Xbox exclusive when you think they would brag about it. Uh, I have a theory on why they're not doing it, um, but a lot of people are wondering... Why won't they claim this as exclusive? We already know Indiana Jones is exclusive. Why aren't they saying this is exclusive? Dave, what do you have a theory? Because I think we'll be on the same page. I think it is exclusive. Okay. Um, and I don't know what your theory is. My theory is, and I might offend you when I say this, is that Blade as an IP is not as expensive as Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I don't think it has anything to do with it, but continue. And I, everybody's like, oh, it's Marvel IPs are too expensive. This has to be multi-platform. Um, uh, but I think that I honestly think that we're going to see something from Phil Spencer shortly. Like he's going to not talk about exclusives in general because it's not exclusive because you can play it on on cloud, PC, and console. Okay. Oh yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, he he's going to like find a new way to basically how PlayStation says console exclusive. Right. Uh. So my theory is, this game is barely in development. It's just a oh, it's idea. Oh, twenty twenty seven, twenty twenty eight at the earliest. So, so why the fuck even say a platform at that point? Yeah, yeah. I think that's ultimately what it is. To where like it's going to be. Um, Phil Spencer during the the trial, when asked about Elder Scrolls, what platforms it will release on, and he was just like, "I can't answer that because I don't know what platforms will exist when this comes out." Mm-hmm. And I think we're getting that same idea with Blade. Blade will be console exclusive, but we will only find out what that console is 
closer and, to and I the also, game's release. Yeah, I also feel like that might be this might be one of the first games that starts to bend Game Pass. And what I mean by that is that it might not be at Game Pass at launch. No, I think they're they're completely bought into. Yeah, to game I think Pass. it might be. I think eventually, like by then, and they might be like, "Hey, you know, we want to make sure that everybody gets the right opportunity, and you know, it'll be on Game Pass, but it won't be on Game Pass for like ninety days." Like, no, I, I I think they're fully bought into to Game Pass, but it would be interesting for them to make that break. But I think they would lose. A I agree. Lot of people, I agree, but at the same time, that they, I don't know, at, at the cost though of like. The, the mantra is that Xbox players don't buy games. Yeah. Yeah. And in, by 2026, that is going to be even more so true. Right. So I think at that point, it's just the Game Pass thing. Especially, you would hope at that point, they would have signed a deal with a Samsung or an LG yeah. to where it's just like, hey, Game pa- the, the Blade right. yeah, thing yeah. is if- on your TV. If Game Pass is in, in in its current state and it's not on a it's not on a Roku, it's not on a Google TV or any of that stuff, then... I could see Microsoft having to do some type of pivoting in the next couple of years to to generate some game sales revenue. Uh, if it is on multiple things, like to where you can just like I can just boot it right up on anything and play it, and it runs just as well as it would, then I think that's a different that's a different thing. Um, but I I don't see any world currently as we stand of where you're going to play this game on a PlayStation. Yeah, I don't I don't see that either. I think you're going to get Game Pass Day 1 because that's just Xbox's mantra. But I'm yeah, like 90% I, that you're going to get a Game Pass Day 1. 10% you're not. That's all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't see... Because Microsoft would have no reason to do this. Like, our mm-hmm. Blade already is a small enough franchise that I don't right. think it's going to, like, break... And that that's kind of was my point too. Of everybody's like, oh, you can't afford to put it. The Game Pass check has to be huge to Marvel. No, it doesn't because Blade didn't co- doesn't cost as much as Spider Man. Blade also, doesn't cost as much as you know, yeah. Star and, Wars. Yeah, and and also it's one of those things where Disney already made their money by signing right. this deal with Xbox. Like right. Disney's not like, oh, we got to get that money on the back half. Like they're still going to get a cut of all the sales, but a majority of their money they've earned from Blade has already been made yeah. when Microsoft signed this deal with them. So that, that and that's why Disney signed all those crazy ass Marvel deals recently. You know, like Amy Hennig's got a Marvel game. Um, you know, EA's got two or three Marvel games going and Disney's like, I don't give a shit if they don't come out because we already got paid when we signed right. the deal with them. Uh, and if but the games I, come I don't, out, I don't, we make I don't more money. see any world that an Xbox studio game developed by Xbox, you know, published by Xbox is on PlayStation. I don't. Outside of Minecraft. I I started looking into that, and that might that that might have been in the in the purchase contract stuff with Mojang because Mojang is still classified as the publisher, not even Xbox. Yeah, but it, but again, Mojang. I understand that Mojang is owned by Xbox, yeah. but like when you look up other, I think if you look up, it, they, Star, they got Starfield, the Destiny deal. Yeah, but if you look up Starfield, I think Starfield says published by Microsoft. And yeah, but what I'm saying Minecraft, is right. I know what you're saying. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. They got the bungee, the creative deal. control. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so as long as it's financially feasible, they won't have to interfere with Mojang. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Blade will be Xbox exclusive, uh, and people will then say they didn't want to play a Blade game anyways because it's not coming to their platform. But they're still pissed it didn't come to their platform, so it's going to be like, which one is it? Uh, next thing we got is we got a No Man's Sky, de- uh, No Man's Sky developers, Hello Games, new game, Light No Fire, a procedurally generated world that's like the size of earth uh with rpg and multiplayer elements 
man, I, I thought this was No Man's Sky next content update. And then when it was like, no, this is a new game and they made promises, I'm like, here we go again. Yeah, I was, I was just about to ask you. So as soon as you write Hello Games and multiplayer elements, is there a part of you that's like, huh? At launch, let's see what yeah, exactly. Like, let's see where this goes. Oh, but it definitely seems like it is like a smaller project, despite being like, well, so did No Man's Sky. <laughs> no, well, No Man's Sky was promising you literally infinite universes. So, and we never got it. We did get it. Like, we they did deliver infinite Eight universes. No, 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 Dave. Yeah. You didn't play No Man's Sky. The infinite universes were there day one. What wasn't there is all this shit about like you might run into your friends eventually like the multiplayer aspects yeah. was not there uh but like so the idea that there's like we're just going to focus on one planet means the goalposts have been <laughs> like moved a little bit in their favor uh so it's just a matter of like are they going to actually deliver on their promises hopefully it being like a smaller project yet it bigger project the, the, watch the trailer you both see like okay this is smaller but also at the same time bigger uh, sort of thing we'll see what they do but they brought sean murray out on stage to talk about it for like two minutes uh good on him coming back into the the limelight after all the shit he got for the no man's sky stuff of being like on the colbert show or the fallon show mm-hmm. you know basically kind of lying indirectly about his game to come out again uh but no man's sky like that game was completely rehabilitated like they put out an update for it i think earlier this year that was pretty big yeah. So I think they have enough goodwill that like people are going to give them a shot at launch for this game, and it's yeah. going to be up fool to me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, not saying not saying that Elven Skies fooled people. It turned out to be a fantastic game. A year VR or two mode and everything yeah. like that. But <laughs> yeah. what they were saying and what came in the box were very different. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when they were like. It's infinite universes, and people are like, oh, shit. And then they use that as a reason why you couldn't find your friends. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, you try and find your friend across the galaxy. And it's like, I guess you have a point. And then someone on Twitch broke it by they discovered the same planet, and then they try to meet up. And it was like, nope, we don't exist in the same planet. Uh, but yeah, uh, the last two things is the finals got shadow drop. That was, our, I guess, our big shadow drop of the day. And it sounds like it's doing really well people are super excited by it mm-hmm. i downloaded it haven't really had a chance to really dive into it what is it? i mean i've seen it I've, I, I haven't watched it is, is this like another like hero shooter like overwatch style thing um uh team based uh like tactical like not necessarily hero style but okay. uh it has like a game show theme with it as well it, it's okay looks interesting enough i'd be interested to see you give it a shot i will i know johnny is a boy who's playing it and i he's he's raving about it so i'll, I'll yeah. have to download it so uh and then the show ended it's free to or, play right uh yeah free to play okay uh the show's last trailer was a big one uh monster hunter wilds for 2025 uh the another monster hunter world game or like an actual sequel to monster hunter world technically kind of if you want to mm-hmm. look at it that way because the switch games are kind of like their own thing yeah uh, this looked fantastic. Twenty twenty five is kind of a bummer, but I'm so excited for Wilds, and I hope they learned from all the criticisms from Worlds because World mm-hmm. was a damn near perfect game, except yeah. for some of the loops you had to jump through. Worlds almost had me, like yeah, it had you it, for it, it, a couple, like couple dozen months, hours. Yeah. yeah, and then it and then it broke. Like, and I don't, I don't really it like, and I think some of what broke for me, and I'm a little bit more accepting of it now if I've seen some of it, but some of the weird like. Um, 
the Japanese-ness of the game. <laughs> or, yeah. Uh, uh, but then and then the crossovers, like like some of yeah. that stuff, like that kind of got a little a little excessive. I like and my but the way I the, the way I play games now is different than even, you know, cuz like we're talking about 5 years now. Yeah. Um, you know, so the way I I function and absorb games and play games is a little differently now and trying to you know to, to really balance out how much dedication and time I, I give to one service style or multiple service style games. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm as if they can work out the weird little co-op stuff that kind of mm-hmm. got in the way of its, of itself, that would be fantastic. Um, I similar to you, like I beat the game and I started like the, the kind of new game plus aspect of it in terms of like the, the new gear plus you can do. Uh, and mm-hmm. then I kind of just fell off as, you know, friends started to fall off that game. Yeah. Uh, but I, for a good, like, 50 hours, I was mm-hmm. all in on that game. It wasn't until they're like, hey, here's the next tier of equipment that you can get. And it was just kind of like, here's a, it's the same equipment, the slightly altered. And it was like, it's the same content you displayed, but slightly yeah. altered. That's when I kind of fell off. Uh, but I definitely got my $60 worth out of that, like, 50 yeah, yeah, hours sure. I played. Uh, so I'm just interested to see what they end up doing, changing, and how they evolved. Just as Capcom showed, like with Street Fighter, like they can make some drastic changes to yep. like how the multiplayer works. Uh, but yeah, that was the Game Awards. Um, Keeley do better, but it was pretty pretty good, I guess, in terms of if you're just looking at announcements. Nothing do more crazy. With, do more with less, Keeley. Yes, if you can. <laughs> no Muppets. Like I, I have a feeling Keeley just really likes the Muppets, mm-hmm. and he. Doesn't he needs care. to remove his person. It's to the point now where he needs to remove his keeliness from it, yeah. and make it a show. Yeah, it's like I know Kojima's one of your best friends, but that does not mean he needs ten minutes every year. Mm-hmm. Like I understand He's that he's earned you were... enough credibility. Or, yeah. uh, Keely's earned enough credibility in the gaming industry now, where it needs to, and it lets. I guess it needs to not be about him. Yeah, and it needs to be about them. The developers and the awards. You killed DSA. Tra- you killed some D3, trailers. You won. Yeah, with some trailers sprinkled in there. You know, mm-hmm. like so. But yeah, all right. Uh, that's uh, it. Yeah, so it's December. So thankfully, nothing has been delayed. Um, what we're playing and watching will be um, super, super short, just because the show is actually a little longer than usual. Um, I got a new Nintendo Switch controller delivered today. It was on Amazon deal of the day this week. It's a CRKD cracked controller. Um, I'm actually really impressed with it. It looks like I got the one that looks just like the GameCube, like the purple. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Owen already hates it. So <laughs> um, as he should. <laughs> so um, we'll we'll definitely be looking into. I'll be talking about that a little bit more next week. Um, like Michael mentioned, earlier, Lego Back Fortnite. Back in my is, day, our controllers were shit. Yeah. <laughs> Lego Fortnite is fascinating to me. Fortnite in general, as a as an app. Not as a game, but as an app, is fascinating. We re-downloaded it when Lego Fortnite came out, and or Fortnite Lego, whatever the hell it's called. And I, when you open up the the Fortnite thing on PlayStation, there's like it looks like Disney Plus. There's like all these blocks for you to click on, yeah. whether it's whether it's Battle Royale or Zero Build or or uh, Lego or regular Fortnite or now uh, Rocket Racing, which looks really cool and I haven't played yet. Which uh, <laughs> um, is getting compared to Onrush a lot. Which Onrush okay. was like a pretty cool racing game that yeah. live games as a service failed. It's uh, as a concept um i actually talked to josh langford this week because of lego fortnite because i texted ah. him about it and he's like what and i kind of showed him some pictures of it and he goes 
holy crap and i think i was like and then the fact of like the seamlessness that i i know that everybody's already known before about but like owen has been able to go from his phone to the switch to the playstation yeah it would and seamlessly like we didn't really have very much epic stuff now he's playing another now he's playing Fortnite, Fortnite again and i'm like ugh, but i don't care he's having fun so um so that was uh super interesting um a little bit more Mario RPG, but like I said, I'll talk about that a little bit more with the the the, the new controller thing I got for the Switch. Uh, there are pictures of that on Discord, um, and I think I paid like fifty bucks for it. And I'm just impressed with everything that came with it, like the cable mm-hmm. and the case and the um, like. I was just I just thought I was getting a controller for fifty bucks, and, and then it's promising of... no no drift. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the weird thing about it though is that you have to do it as a wired joy-con or wired um pro controller like you have to turn that setting on yeah and then when you put the when you put the joy-cons back on it doesn't recognize them until you go back and turn it off <laughs> so that's a little irritating but uh hopefully it makes it easier for me to play the switch in handheld mode which i usually don't enjoy doing um just because the joy-cons are tiny <laughs> so, yeah even i have problems with that yeah. like it's got customizable buttons too like it's got four buttons on the back that you can customize on the like as paddles so not still have yet to meet need that so. yeah i've seriously <laughs> never met a human that actually needed the paddles but people yeah. like that that they're, they're an option so I'm but it's got the, the, the thing i'm actually the most excited about it's like it's actually got a kickstand with friction yes yeah. <laughs> so um but yeah i mean pretty uh i'm getting ready to go on vacation so i'll have some i'm getting ready to be off work on vacation at home so i'll have i'll definitely have some more time to do some stuff there is something that i want to do in destiny that I have never done that I think I might stream, but I there's a That's new dungeon fun. out. There's a new dungeon out, and I think I might want to. I might actually try to solo it. It's a three player activity. I might do it. Try to do it by myself. So maybe I'll stream that pain for a little while. We'll see how that goes. So, so. yeah. So all right. What about you? Man, I mean, you pretty much nothing. Right? Nothing. I downloaded the finals, touched it for like maybe like ten fifteen minutes, and then was like, I got to do something else. Um, I did replace parts on my my PC or a part on my PC. Hopefully, uh. I mean, Discord hasn't broke since. Uh, But yeah, no, work has been crazy. They just kind of had too many projects for like the worst time of year. So anytime I've come home from work, I've just kind of sat there dead. Uh, And then I wasted four hours watching the Game Awards uh, when I (laughs) should have been doing something else instead of watching the Game Awards. Uh, But for the most part, it's just been more overcooked uh, with Sarah. We beat the first game. We're about a quarter way through the second game trying to get that platinum um that that's pretty much it i did get a bunch of new games in from when i ordered black friday uh that i got (laughs) in so just adding more stuff to the backlog uh but yeah like i completely dropped off of uh assassin's creed mirage uh and then i gotta get back into armored core so i i gotta do some gotta do some game stuff uh before the end of the year uh, so hopefully I do have some time not la- lined up, not as much as Dave, uh, but I do have some time sprinkled uh, over the next two weeks. So I'm going to uh, be off. I'm going to be off work for 10 days in December. That's never happened. And I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Not including like normal weekends. I, I, I have like five yeah. days off. I'm off uh, like on the 16th. We're going to go see Gabriel and Glacius this weekend. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Whatever. Um, in Canada. Maybe, actually, Cause he's going, the one that's, Windsor, um, so. The people have been doing uh, videos of he can't sing. Oh no, oh, it's Enrique. Enrique yeah. Iglesias. No, this is Gabriel? Fluffy. So. Oh, okay. The I thought you said Enrique Iglesias. Gabriel okay. Iglesias. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Never mind. You're just gonna yeah. see that guy who's. Eh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's he's yeah. in he's he's in Windsor, which is like twenty minutes in Canada, twenty minutes from Detroit in Canada. Um, Angela and I have really never been to like a like a comedic show, like a stand up show. 
Um, it's like a safe person. one to go to. Yeah. So uh, it'd be a night out for us. And then I'll be off through the holiday after that. So like Saturday the 16th all the way. I don't go back to work until like the day after Christmas. So, um, but yeah. So uh, real quick, we do have a question uh, from answering uh, answer in machine. Um, what are your favorite Christmas holiday gaming memories? Uh, he asked this question using hashtag Ask Digital Days. Do you want to go first? Um, I would say I don't have like a specific memory, but like the PS one, PS two era were probably like my like getting a video game during Christmas time. So that would be you know getting like a, a Sly Cooper or a Tony Hawk game. Uh, during the holidays i've never gotten like a full console for christmas though uh usually i would get those either for birthday or like i banked some really good report cards uh to to get a console or just my brother would get a console and then i would just casually get games for it uh but yeah just doing uh like random video game stuff like uh, the last couple christmases we've like mario party has been busted out uh like every christmas uh just because that's an easy game everyone can get involved in so usually when uh we go to like sarah's family's christmas i usually take the switch and like whatever joy cons i have throw them in a bag uh because eventually uh because her family's christmases go to like two in the morning on (laughs) christmas eve so it's just like eventually we're gonna need the switch uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) or something uh so definitely like playing like nintendo stuff with her family Uh, because my family christmases tend to be a little shorter um so it's usually like dinner talking and then everyone gets out uh so yeah uh video game playing would be like recent stuff with the mario party and then growing up it was like just whatever ps1 ps2 game that i was dying for i would usually have to wait till christmas to get yeah i mean the most recent one like getting getting a ps3 when it came like roughly when it came out for christmas after i had been like in the kind of the, the nintendo world for a while um that you know like the main reason we got a ps3 back in the day was like for a blu-ray player then the psn outage happened and then we got the free games and i started like getting introduced into you know third person action you know uncharted style games and 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 infamous and that kind of like sparked a bunch of stuff um and then going all the way back to being like a younger kid um it was we didn't even get the console it's like when super nintendo came out my brother's best friend who lived on the street uh got it and he knew like i think he i feel like he opened his mom's trunk like three or four days before Christmas and saw it and he wasn't supposed to see it. And so they, my brother and him, his name was Phil. Uh, they went to Blockbuster the night before and rented games. Uh, I didn't think play. kids would be named Phil, Phillip, but they have yeah. to exist yeah. in order yeah. to become an adult named Phil. Um, so, okay. um, but so I just remember we knew that he was getting that and, and it was more or less like the games were at our house and he didn't come to our house until like after dinner on Christmas. Like I thought you guys ruined it for him and showed up to the house before he got the gift. No, no, because he, he brought the system. Him. He brought the system okay. to our house, um, and I still I have memories of like playing Street Fighter Three Turbo or Street Fighter with against him and yeah. uh, and my brother and stuff and and Ultraman when it came out and Super Mario and all this stuff. So, but yeah, that that's the biggest like the like we they went there on Christmas Eve and rented the games and they were sitting on the my mom's like what is that for and my brother's like don't worry my brother's ten years older than me so he's like don't yeah. worry about it <laughs> like and then Phil comes over and my mom sees the stuff and she's like, huh <laughs> and then it's just one of those things. so nice all right so that is our show for this week uh, you can check us out on the socials on Twitter uh, at Digital Days Pod Michael's is at the first MJC mine is at Good Dave Hunt. 
Facebook group, Discord server, Patreon are all linked in the show notes or in, in, in these show notes as well as on digitaldaysgaming.com. So, again, thank you guys all for hanging out, listening, watching, subscribing, reviewing, all that stuff. Uh, we will be back next week, and that will be our last show of 2023. Um, so, but uh, we'll ha- we'll talk a little bit more about that next week. So, and kind of give you guys an idea of what the rest of the end of the year will look like and the beginning of 2024 will look like. So, uh, I hope everyone has a great week. Keep moving forward. Don't be a dick. See ya.